Go ahead. Um, Nelson asks, um, Bhante, I've been practicing for about three months according to the method in Buddha Dasa's Anapanasati. 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. A few days ago, though, while meditating, I noticed my heartbeat. I stopped con counting my breaths and began to breathe in and out to counting my heartbeats. I have been doing this since and seem to experience a deeper and more stable concentration. Um, is this useful as a method, or do you think I am putting myself in a trance? Well, trances are useful, useful methods, no? Um, I think, yeah, most likely you could call it a trance. Um, I mean, I mean, it, it's really just a term, no? You call it a trance. It's a type of meditation. I, I like this kind of idea of the word, uh, this kind of definition of the word jhana. Jhana means meditation. And I think that's great because it, it gives us a very open mind and allows us to say, well, you're practicing meditation. And from the sounds of it, it's good meditation. Why? How do we know that? Because you're gaining a good concentration. Your mind is probably free from liking, free from disliking, free from uh, drowsiness, free from distraction, and free from doubt at the time that you're in it. So for sure it's a good method. The question is, what's it good for? And that's a little more difficult to answer. The These sort of um, trance or, or, or even states of calm are are good on 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 different levels if you just stay in them then well they're only good for themselves and they're good as a kind of an escape something that you can go to when when the going gets tough you have some way to um, take a retreat as they say or, or take and find an escape they can also be good for gaining special knowledges and magical powers if you've ever um, really developed high states of concentration you can see how your mind is able to um, expand and 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 um, travel in in different uh, dimensions you might say I don't know what the right word is but the mind is able to do enter into states of reality that are unaccessible otherwise um, but from a because you're asking me and from from a, um, a, a hardcore Buddhist point of view uh, they're only useful as an object of insight meditation they're useful because your mind is very clear at that moment. So if you start taking that state as an object of insight meditation, and for example, as we said, saying to yourself, calm, calm, reflecting on it just as a state of calm that has arisen, that arises and ceases, and being aware of the mind that uh, is aware of it that also arises and ceases, being aware of the impermanence of it, which you're probably not able to see if you're focusing on it um, as a as as uh, in terms of cultivating it, focusing on the object of it, which is the breath or the heartbeat or so on, and focusing on that as impermanent suffering and non-self, seeing these, letting go of your attachment to these things, the underlying ditti mana, mana and tanha, the the views that it is that it is self, the conceit that it is good, and the tanha that uh, that. Uh, of liking or disliking it, and it is your possession. These three things can't be cut simply by the development of concentration. So with the development of insight, you're able to overcome this, get rid of your views and your ideas about self and about 
control and so on. You're able to give up your conceit in terms of thinking yourself better because of it, or or, or worse outside of it, or or conceit in terms of it being me and and mine and so on, my attainment, and tanha your attachment to it in terms of it being good, in terms of it being desirable, and so once you can do that about any one thing in the universe and see it clearly see clearly that because something arises it therefore has to cease everything that arises has to cease then then by extrapolation you know that about the whole world the mind instantly is 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 clear that that is the nature of reality and when it when when you get to that state very briefly this is a very brief explanation of the meditation practice at that moment the mind enters into the state of cessation, it leaves behind the world. And so it's uh, therefore quite useful in terms of allowing you to enter into this state of cessation if you take it as an object of insight meditation. I don't know, Palanyan, you have anything to add? Um, yes, I don't have much to, s to say about it, but um, I was told that to, to focus on the heartbeat, is uh, not beneficial uh, because sometimes the heart can change its beat and uh, that can be very very disturbing for people and, and uh, make them fear a lot and uh, have more fears coming up and then lose all the calm and and get very disturbed mm. and I've heard that as well, but I don't know that I buy it. They say the same thing. Some centers say the same thing about about the headaches. No, mm. that it will get worse if you if you focus on it. I, I'm not. That that sounds a little bit soft core to me. So so let me ask you from from your you. This is what you've heard from people. Yeah. Um, would you not, as as an experienced meditator, say that that's actually a good thing because it helps you to to examine your fear and yes. your attachment. So. I've heard that as well, and that was one of the first things that went through my mind. But uh, I, I think one one point you might want to you might want to consider is if the heartbeat changes, it could it could theoretically cause a heart attack. <laughs> so so it is something that you want to be a little bit um, a little bit soft core about in case the you know the power of the mind, right? If if but, you but sometimes the the heart just some people have in heart in regular heartbeat mm. or or due to I don't know what, mm. it changes sometimes, or even uh, some heartbeat is missing. Mm. And so in, when these people start mm. to meditate without right. guidance and without mm. knowing that heartbeat can mm -hmm. be irregular or mm -hmm. there can, then it, it can be really fearful for them. Well, you've raised a, indirectly a very good point that the, the the real problem is not which technique you're doing. The problem is not having a teacher because it's not just the heartbeat. Mm. Everything you do, the, the, the chances of you giving rise to great states of fear and worry and, and, and eventually just giving up the practice because mm. you don't know what to do next and you don't you, you feel like you've hit an impasse, something that that is impossible to meditate with. The smallest things that a meditation teacher would just say, just it's that and... and, and change your condition and, and set you on the next like just 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 as nothing brush it aside we'll stop a solitary meditator from continuing because we can't see our own eyes without a mirror we don't have the wisdom that that allows us to see our own mind that, to see what tricks we're playing on ourselves
So, uh, if you're not, if you've stopped practicing Ajahn Buddhadasa's teachings, then uh, you 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 probably have a problem with following his his books and his guidance, or at least a small mm. problem. And considering that you've developed a technique that you have no teacher with, um, you know, it can be good in the in the short term, but you have to consider the the power of the mind and the power for it to lead us astray. This is one of the great things I was trying to bring, or we, we did bring out about Sumedha's story, is that uh, the, the, the importance of having a teacher, because you can see how you trick yourself into many different things, and uh, you, you realize that the mind is, as you said, you, don't, you can't see your own eyes, and you can't see your own mind. Okay. <coughs> 